0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's like he was just putting the pieces together for me in such a way that just was simple but powerful. And I was like, yeah, this is this is God's truth right here. It wasn't always what I, what I wanted to hear, but I knew it was the truth, and I always wanted the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our
1: Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I just started yesterday teaching on more grace equals more favor. This is a brand new book that I have out. And I also have CDs and DVDs that were taken from my television program. And I tell you, this is a life changer. It's a deal changer. This is the key to receiving the grace of God is humbling yourself. I used these verses yesterday. I'm going to be using them throughout this entire thing. But in 1 Peter CHAPTER 5, AND IN VERSE 5, IT SAYS, LIKEWISE, YE younger, SUBMIT YOURSELVES UNTO THE ELDER. YEA, ALL OF YOU BE SUBJECT ONE TO ANOTHER, AND BE CLOTHED WITH HUMILITY. FOR GOD RESISTS THE PROUD, AND GIVETH GRACE TO THE HUMBLE. THAT IS ONE RADICAL STATEMENT RIGHT THERE. YOU DO NOT WANT GOD RESISTING YOU. NOW, UNDER OUR NEW COVENANT OF GRACE, THIS ISN'T TALKING ABOUT GOD HATING YOU OR GOD PUNISHING YOU OR GOD PUTTING BAD THINGS ON YOU. BUT IT'S JUST TALKING ABOUT THAT HIS KINGDOM IS SET UP TO OPERATE UNDER HUMILITY. HE RESISTS THE PROUD, BUT HE GIVES GRACE TO THE HUMBLE. IF YOU WANT MORE GRACE, THE SCRIPTURE TALKS ABOUT, HE GIVES MORE GRACE then the way you get more grace is to humble yourself. The more you humble yourself, which I will be defining this in more detail, but humility isn't just thinking bad about yourself or having a low self-esteem. It's actually dependence upon God to where you constantly are looking to Him and not to yourself. Instead of being self-centered, instead of being self-dependent, you are God-centered. You are constantly depending upon Him And when you do that, more grace flows through you. Man, that is a powerful, powerful statement. So that's what we were talking about. And God makes grace available to every person. That's the reason that you get born again. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. So to every person who humbles themselves, God gives you more grace. But if you lack humility... THEN YOU ARE GOING TO BE LACKING IN THE GRACE OF GOD. THAT'S A STRONG STATEMENT. BUT THAT IS ABSOLUTELY TRUE. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, HUMILITY IS NOT ONE OF THE CHARACTERISTICS THAT DEFINES MOST CHRISTIANS. BUT AS I SAID YESTERDAY, THIS SAYS, BE CLOTHED WITH HUMILITY. JUST LIKE RIGHT NOW, I'M CLOTHED. YOU SEE MY CLOTHES. YOU DON'T SEE THE... BEAR ME. YOU SEE THESE CLOTHES. IT'S THE FIRST THING YOU NOTICE. THE FIRST THING YOU NOTICE ABOUT A CHRISTIAN OUGHT TO BE HUMILITY, DEPENDENCE UPON GOD, PROMOTING GOD AND NOT SELF-PROMOTING. AND, YOU KNOW, ONE OF THE BENEFITS OF THAT IS THAT WHEN YOU ARE CONSTANTLY OUT TO PROMOTE GOD AND YOU AREN'T OUT TO PROMOTE YOURSELF, Did you know it'll also keep you from being offended when people come against you? Because if you aren't out to build your own reputation, if you're out to build God's reputation, if you are out to glorify Him and it's not all about you, then when people criticize you, you won't fall apart like a $2 suitcase. You won't become so offended. People who are easily offended are people who are very prideful. YOU MAY NOT USE THAT WORD, BUT THAT'S REALLY WHAT IT IS. AND AGAIN, AS I GET INTO THIS SERIES, I'LL TEACH MORE ON THIS. MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU ORDER ANY OF THESE MATERIALS, I THINK WE'RE MAKING THIS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT. THERE'S NOT A SET PRICE ON IT. THERE'S A SUGGESTED PRICE FOR THOSE OF YOU who WANT TO KNOW WHAT IT IS THAT WE WOULD LIKE TO RECEIVE. BUT FOR A PERSON WHO GIVES A GIFT TO RECEIVE THE BOOK, THE CD'S, OR THE DVD'S, IF YOU'LL REQUEST IT, WE'LL GIVE YOU THIS LITTLE BOOKLET ENTITLED, SELF-CENTEREDNESS, THE SOURCE OF ALL GRIEF. THIS IS JUST LIKE A... A BRIEF SUMMARY OF ONE OF THE POINTS I'M MAKING ABOUT HUMILITY, AND THIS IS BASED OFF OF PROVERBS 13:10, AND I WILL COVER THAT IN THIS TEACHING, BUT THIS IS JUST A SHORT EXPLANATION OF THE SAME THING. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS ONE OF OUR MOST uh, REQUESTED BOOKS, BELIEVE IT OR NOT. THE TITLE IS TERRIBLE. SELF-CENTEREDNESS, THE SOURCE OF ALL GRIEF. WHO WANTS THIS? I TELL YOU WHAT, EVERYBODY NEEDS THIS, AND THAT WILL BE AN ADDED uh, BENEFIT, A FREE uh, BENEFIT IF ANYBODY REQUESTS THAT ONCE YOU ORDER ANY OF THESE OTHER MATERIALS. AND SO WHEN JESUS... HE GAVE A PARABLE ABOUT A MAN WHO HAD A FEAST, AND HE SAID THAT THEY... HE INVITED ALL OF THESE PEOPLE, AND HE WATCHED AS THE PEOPLE CAME IN, AND THEY BEGAN TO PROMOTE themselves AND WANT TO BE SITTING, YOU KNOW, CLOSEST TO THE HOST OF THE THING. THEY WANTED THESE SEATS OF HONOR. AND THE LORD SAYS THAT THAT'S NOT THE WAY THE KINGDOM OF GOD OPERATES. But you ought to go in and assume a lower seat so that the guest could, I mean, the host could come to you and say, No, come up higher and take this place instead of promoting yourself. And then somebody more important than you comes and you have to be humiliated as you take a lower seat. And the Lord said this in Luke chapter 14, verse 11 For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself SHALL BE EXALTED. AND HE WAS USING THAT PARABLE. YOU KNOW, I'VE SEEN THIS. ONE OF THE REASONS I STARTED MY OWN MINISTERS CONFERENCE WAS BECAUSE I'D GO TO OTHER PEOPLE'S MINISTERS CONFERENCE AND THEY WOULD SEAT THE PEOPLE BASED ON HOW IMPORTANT THEY WERE. AND THEY WOULD PUT THE MORE IMPORTANT PEOPLE, YOU KNOW, ON THE FRONT ROW AND THEN uh, you know, you'd go all the way towards the back. And I saw people jockeying for this position. And it's just against everything that the Lord was talking about there. And yet ministers are some of the worst of this. I can guarantee I've I uh, that's one of the reasons I started my own ministers conference is because we don't have, we might have the speaker sitting up front because they're going to be the ones who are ministering to the others, but we don't assign seats according to how important you are, how big your church is. We have people that pastor a church of 30 sitting right next to a person who pastor in a church of a 1,000 and stuff. And so we don't we don't play those games. But I have had at these ministers' conferences, people come up and they introduce themselves. And I mean, they just start immediately promoting themselves and trying to let me recognize how important they are telling me how many people they have coming and how big their ministry is and all of these different things. I tell you, that is an offense to God. Now, praise God, He operates in grace and love, but it doesn't please God. He resists that pride and that arrogance. You know, I remember when I first got turned on to the Lord back in 1968, AND I STARTED uh, LEAVING THE CHURCH THAT I HAD BEEN BROUGHT UP IN, AND I STARTED GOING TO THESE PENTECOSTAL uh, CHURCHES AND STUFF. AND THIS IS BACK DURING THE CHARISMATIC uh, DAYS. I DON'T KNOW HOW MANY OF YOU WERE uh, SERVING GOD BACK IN THOSE DAYS, BUT IT WAS WILD. I MEAN, MIRACLES WERE HAPPENING. PEOPLE WERE EXCITED ABOUT THE LORD. BUT ONE OF THE THINGS THAT WAS TYPICAL IS WHEN YOU'D GO INTO SOME PLACE WHERE YOU WEREN'T ALREADY KNOWN, you'd go up and meet somebody and they'd come up and say, praise God, I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues. I do miracles. I've seen this happen. And they would just, in a sense, give you a one minute resume and tell you how important they were. And, you know, I found myself getting caught into that. I I would come and say, well, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit too. And I've prayed and I've seen this person heal and I've seen this happen. And God convicted me about that, that that was just self-promotion. And I remember going to a service one time and a guy came up, a young guy, and he was just so excited. And I mean, he spent two or three minutes saying, praise God, I'm this and this. And he just told me everything that he was. And then he waited for my response. And I just said, I'm Andrew. And I let it go. I didn't sit there and give him my whole resume and tell about how important I was and all the things that I'd seen. And I knew that that's what he was expecting, but I just was not going to sit there and promote myself and glorify myself. And so I just told him I'm Andrew. He was waiting and nothing else came. And as a result, boy, he started telling me about, well, we're glad you're here and we're believing you're going to get touched by God. He figured I must not have experienced God in any significant way or I'd have let him know about it. And anyway, he watched me throughout that entire service. And then when the invitation was gave, uh, given, he came up and tried to get me to go down and get born again or at least baptized in the Holy Spirit. He figured God hadn't done anything in my life or I'd have told him about it. And anyway, he just criticized me and rejected me, he even followed me out of the church trying to get me to make some kind of commitment and receive something from the Lord. But did you know when I got into the car and started home, I actually felt the pleasure of the Lord that for the first time I wasn't sitting there having to promote myself. The only one I'm concerned about their opinion about me is God. And and I could have sat there and have justified myself and told him some things that God had done in my life and defended myself. But you know what? That's not what God's called me to do. It's not what God has called you to do. I'm telling you, when you are constantly just thinking about yourself and promoting yourself, it makes you vulnerable to rejection, to criticism. In a sense, you become codependent upon people and you have to have their approval in order to be able to survive and to do things. That is not what pleases God. God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. I tell you, if you won't defend yourself, God will defend you. But if you go to defending yourself, if you constantly are doing it yourself, you tie what God can do. You know, my youngest son, Peter, when he was just three years old, we were trying to get him to talk and he wouldn't talk. And so anyway, uh, we were coming out of a restroom. And he wanted to open the door himself. And this this had a really heavy spring on it. And I mean, it was hard for me to open, but he just he couldn't even open that door. And so then he tried to open it and then he put his foot on the door to try and get more leverage. And of course, that was counterproductive. He was never going to get that door open. He looked up at me and I knew exactly what he wanted. He wanted me to open the door for him. But I said, say something, talk. I was trying to get him to talk and he just wouldn't talk. And anyway, he was really frustrated, beginning to cry. And I could have reached down and have opened the door, but he had both of his hands around that doorknob pulling on it like this. And I would have had to have squeezed and possibly, you know, hurt his hands to open that door. And so I told him, I said, Peter, I can't do anything until you let go of it, until you Take your hands off the door. And as soon as I said that, the Lord spoke to me and He said, Andrew, that's exactly the way I feel about you. As long as you've got your hands around this problem, as long as you are trying to deal with it yourself and you are the one that's staying up and worrying about all of these things, I can't do anything. Go back to these verses that I started with here. After it talks about... God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. And verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. And then verse 7 says, casting all of your care upon Him for He cares for you. Did you know one of the characteristics of humility is that you have cast your care over upon the Lord because knowing that He cares for you, that He's more concerned about you and the situations you're dealing with than you are. IT'S NOT THAT YOU HAVE TO DO SOMETHING TO GET HIM TO CARE ABOUT YOU. HE CARES FOR YOU. AND IF YOU TRULY BELIEVE THAT, IF YOU TRULY BELIEVE THAT GOD IS ON YOUR SIDE AND GOD LOVES YOU AND WANTS NOTHING BUT GOOD FOR YOU, JEREMIAH 29, 11, I KNOW THE THOUGHTS THAT I THINK TOWARDS YOU, SAYS THE LORD, THOUGHTS OF PEACE AND NOT OF EVIL TO GIVE YOU AN EXPECTED END. IF YOU REALLY BELIEVE THAT, THEN YOU CAN CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD. AND LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY, IF YOU HAVEN'T CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD, IF YOU ARE CONSTANTLY STRESSED OUT AND WORRIED AND THINKING, HOW AM I GOING TO SURVIVE? HOW AM I GOING TO MAKE IT? THEN YOU HAVEN'T CAST YOUR CARE ON THE LORD, AND IN CONTEXT, YOU HAVEN'T HUMBLED YOURSELF. YOU ARE STILL HOLDING ON TO THAT THING. IT'S IN YOUR GRIP, AND GOD CAN'T DEAL WITH THE SITUATION UNTIL YOU OPEN UP YOUR HANDS AND LET IT GO AND CAST IT OVER ON THE LORD. I tell you, this is speaking to a lot of people right now. People are all over the world. That you, you would sit there and say, well, I'm a humble person. Well, are you taking care for things? Are you stressed out over things? Have you truly cast your care over on the Lord? Now, I'm not saying that you just go and forget it and start goofing off and doing things. No, you, you will be involved in solving the problem. BUT IT NEEDS TO BE YOUR RESPONSE TO HIS ABILITY INSTEAD OF YOUR RESPONSIBILITY. RESPONSIBILITY SHOULD BE YOUR RESPONSE TO HIS ABILITY. IN OTHER WORDS, GOD MAY TELL YOU TO DO SOMETHING, BUT IT HAS TO BE BECAUSE YOU'VE CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON HIM. IT'S HIS PROBLEM, AND NOW HE HAS SPOKEN TO YOU AND TOLD YOU WHAT TO DO. YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER WHEN I WAS TRYING TO BUILD A BUILDING DOWN IN COLORADO SPRINGS. IT WAS THE FIRST TIME that I really stepped out and just went to believing God uh, for buildings to be debt-free. Prior to that time, I'd taken out loans, I'd done things, and God told me uh, to do things debt-free. And I remember that, man, I just uh, struggled for a period of time, and I knew that eventually... I was going to have to go to my partners and I was going to have to tell them that here's the need and here's what we need because God doesn't rain money out of heaven. It says, give Luke six thirty eight, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. And so God uses people and he uses my partners and the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul said that if you sow to people spiritual things, then you should reap back carnal things. This is how the Lord ordained that Those that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So I'm saying all of those things to say that I knew that people were going to be involved in God supplying my needs somehow, but I didn't want it to be my responsibility to come up with a way of communicating with them and stuff. I cast my care about it over on the Lord AND I SAID, FATHER, WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO? HOW DO YOU WANT ME TO APPROACH THIS? WHEN DO YOU WANT ME TO LET PEOPLE KNOW? HOW DO YOU WANT ME TO LET PEOPLE KNOW WHAT'S GOING ON? AND DID YOU KNOW MY STAFF... IT WAS ABOUT THREE OR FOUR MONTHS THAT WE WERE IN THE MIDST OF A BUILDING PROGRAM AND I HADN'T EVEN LET OUR PEOPLE KNOW ABOUT IT. AND IT WAS BECAUSE I HAD CAST MY CARE ABOUT IT OVER ON THE LORD AND I SAID, FATHER, WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO? AND I WAS JUST WAITING AND I DIDN'T FEEL ANY SPECIFIC IMPRESSION. AND SO MY STAFF WAS SAYING, WE GOT TO COMMUNICATE. WE GOT TO DO SOMETHING. AND IN THE NATURAL, THAT WAS EXACTLY TRUE. BUT I HAD JUST CAST MY CARE ABOUT IT OVER ON THE LORD, AND I WAS WAITING TO RESPOND TO HIS ABILITY, TO WHATEVER HE TOLD ME, AND I DIDN'T HAVE ANY CLEAR DIRECTION. AND THEN AFTER THREE OR FOUR MONTHS, GOD JUST DROPPED SOME THINGS IN MY HEART AND SAYS, YOU NEED TO GO TO YOUR PARTNERS. YOU NEED TO TELL THEM THIS. AND DID YOU KNOW I, I RESPONDED, AND WHEN I DID IT AT THE DIRECTION OF THE LORD, IN 14 MONTHS, WE HAD $3.2 MILLION EXTRA COME IN, AND WE PAID FOR THAT BUILDING, MOVED INTO IT DEBT-FREE. AND AT THAT TIME, THAT $3.2 MILLION, I DON'T REMEMBER EXACTLY, BUT IT WAS NEARLY A YEAR'S INCOME. IT'S LIKE OUR, our INCOME DOUBLED. And since that time, we've now built over $80 million worth of buildings debt-free because of this principle. And so what I'm saying is, yes, God spoke to me. Yes, I have communicated to partners. Yes, I've talked about things. But instead of me just taking the initiative and instead of me doing it, I've actually had uh, companies come to me before who wanted to raise money for me. And I, this is even before this instance I just spoke about where I built this $3.2 million uh, building debt-free. Prior to that time, when our income was very small, I had a group come to me and say that they would raise $1 million for me. Well, man, that was like a whole year's income. And and uh, I said, well, come, tell me. And they came and they showed me what they were going to do. They had it down to a science they they had how many times you underline things. You put these brackets out in the margin, the colors that you use. And they said, if you will do this, people will respond. And they had just raised $22 million for a minister, a TV minister uh, prior to that time. And they said, you've got a smaller mailing list, but we can guarantee you $1 million. So I had them come. They presented all this to me, and but they were going to, uh, put things in there about me supporting orphans. They were going to put pictures of babies with swollen bellies and flies crawling on them and all of these kind of things. And they said, boy, this will make people give. And I said, but I don't have orphanages in Africa. I don't do these things. And they said, well, this person that we raised these $22 million for, they don't have them either, but it worked. And they said, it doesn't matter how you get it. You just get the money and then you use it for whatever you want. And I told them, No way. I said, that's dishonest. I said, I will not be a part of this. And I had already committed myself to paying for some things, their airfare and things like this. And I said, look, I'll just pay for this. You get out of here, but I do not want your help. I said, that's dishonest. You know what that is? You might not phrase it this way, but that's humility. Instead of me taking responsibility and manipulating people and doing things and using techniques and things to get people to give, I just stayed dependent upon God. And I can guarantee you I needed that money. I could have used that money, but I believe that in the long term, God has given me much more by me just humbling myself and trusting God. You know, we give our materials away. We say that there is a suggested amount that we ask because there's a lot of people that... I used to just give everything away and say, you know, you can just have it for free. And people would say, but what, what do you need? What do you want? So we started putting a suggested donation on things so that people would know that, you know, if, if you want to give, here's what we would suggest. But we say it's for a gift of any amount. And we've had people send in a button before and we've sent them the book or the teaching for a button. I've given away hundreds of millions of dollars worth OF THINGS. I MEAN, THAT IS NOT AN EXAGGERATION. HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF DOLLARS WORTH OF STUFF. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? WE HAVE LOOKED TO GOD AND DEPENDED UPON GOD AND GOD HAS BLESSED US. AND I MEAN, NOW, WE HAVE MULTIPLIED MILLIONS COME IN EVERY SINGLE MONTH AND WE GIVE ALL OF OUR STUFF AWAY OR SAY IT'S JUST FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT. THERE IS NO WAY IN THE NATURAL THAT THIS CAN WORK but I believe it's what God has led me to do. I cast my care about it over on the Lord and I waited on God and I felt like this is what God led me to do and you know what? It's working. It's working. We are touching people all around the world. And so humility isn't just thinking bad about yourself. It's not being having low self-esteem. One of the ways you define humility is just being God-dependent, not promoting yourself. But you cast your care over on the Lord. You turn the situation over to Him and say, God, this is your problem. What do you want to do with this? You know, I've got a little cartoon that I clipped out of a paper one time, and it shows a guy sitting in bed and he's propped up, and, you, and his eyes are all bloodshot, and you can tell he's dealing with insomnia. He's just wide awake when he should be asleep, but he's under stress. He looks stressed out, and there's one of these little things coming from heaven. It's God talking, and it says, go to bed, my son. I'm going to be up all night anyway. And it just speaks to me that, you know, I don't have to stay up and worry and take care about things. I can cast my care over on the Lord. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. And God will take care of it. And I do not have to sit there and be stressed out. You know, right now, I forget the numbers. It's been a long time since I figured this out. But I have to have something like, I don't know, $7,000, $8,000 an hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's a lot of money. That's beyond my ability. And yet I don't ever sit up and worry about the money and wonder how it's coming. I slept nearly eight hours last night. I went to sleep and slept good. And yet I've got all of these things, but I've learned how to cast my care over on the Lord. That's humility. Humility isn't just having a low self-esteem, feeling unworthy, It's being God-dependent, saying, God, I cast my care over on you, knowing that you care for me, you love me, this is your problem. What
0: do you want me to do? Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50 but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings.
1: JAMIE AND I ARE HERE JUST TO THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR BEING PARTNERS WITH US. I TELL YOU, WE ARE REACHING AROUND THE WORLD. I REMEMBER WHEN JAMIE AND I WERE IT, I WOULD RUN THE SOUND WHILE SHE WAS DOING THE PRAISE AND WORSHIP, AND THEN SHE'D COME BACK AND RUN THE SOUND WHILE I WAS PREACHING. WE DID IT ALL ourselves. NOW WE HAVE SO MANY PEOPLE HELPING US, AND IT COULDN'T HAPPEN WITHOUT YOU. It's VERY TRUE. WE'RE VERY THANKFUL FOR OUR PARTNERS AND WHAT THEY'RE DOING, AND YOU'RE GOING AROUND THE WORLD, TOO, AND EVERYTHING THAT THIS MINISTRY DOES. AMEN. SO WE JUST WANTED TO SAY A SPECIAL THANK YOU, AND WE LOVE YOU. AND EVERY GOOD THING THAT IS HAPPENING THROUGH THIS MINISTRY, YOU'RE GOING TO SHARE IN EVERY ONE OF THOSE REWARDS. SO GOD BLESS YOU. THANK YOU FOR BEING A PARTNER WITH US.
0: You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, 5 days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. Well, the minister's conference for me it's really a time of refreshing. 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 Refreshing time
1: with God. It's the most refreshing time of my year. The reason I do what I do is twofold. First of all, God just transformed my life and it's just like the guy that the Lord told him, he says, don't go tell anybody about what's happened to your daughter and he, man, couldn't keep it quiet. When you get God touching you, you just want to tell somebody. You got this good news you want to tell people. But beyond that, I believe God's got a specific call on my life and I mean, God has encouraged me thousands of times. And on November the 4th, 2014, he woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and he said, this is the reason that I've raised you up, is to change people's opinion of me. And as their opinion of me changes, then they in turn will go change their world. Our partners are essential to everything we do. 53% of the people who write us and contact us don't give a thing and we send them the material. And the reason that I give my tapes away is because back in the beginning of our ministry when we were in Seagullville, Texas, pastoring our first little church, I just made a promise. I said, God, if you ever show me something that could change another person's life, I'll never deny them access to it because of finances. The initial response that I get from people who come in contact with our ministry is that they just see God in a total different light than they've ever seen Him that causes them to respond to God. The whole motive behind Karis is 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 where Paul said be strong in the grace that's in the Lord Jesus and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. That's been my whole thrust and when I started Karis Bible College it was because I could see that it was a way of fulfilling those verses. Through Keris, we go deeper with people than I can do on television or through a book or through a CD or anything like that. And so what we hope to accomplish is to make disciples. And it's already happening. We've got people on every continent of the world that are reaching people. And through them, we are making an impact that I could never do.